4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, one double jingle. Hi, this is Natalie Fly Girl Kelly, and welcome to a very special episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. This is our last guest for our first season. We are wrapping this up with none other than Patty Wagstaff. So appreciative of Patty. We had a conversation early one morning with our beverage of choice, coffee. We talked about all kinds of things, uh, Patty's start, everything that Patty has done in aviation. If you know anything about aviation and females in aviation, you know about Patty Wagstaff. She is an air show performer, but she has also done aerial firefighting. She's been in Kenya flying. She has been a stunt pilot in film and TV, which I had no idea about. I mean, who knew? A couple of things we talked about that really spoke to me on this episode were all about women supporting women, which I think is so very important and something that I try to preach as well. There's enough success in this world for us all to be successful. We don't need to compete. We need to support each other and be united front with one another. And Patty has done that and demonstrated that with me personally and with the Fly Girl brand, mission, etc., etc., by sharing things on social media about Fly Girl, and I'm very appreciative of her for that. The other thing we spoke about, which is something else that I really believe in, is being open to to things that happen in, in the universe and being ready, using your talents, letting that kind of direct you sometimes as to where you need to be and what your next uh, step is. And you'll probably get that from our conversation as well. Hopefully you will enjoy this episode. I am pretty confident that you will. I love Patty. She's very down to earth. She's great. One of these days I'm going to get down there to her school and fly around a little bit with her and her extra. And now it is Patty Wagstaff with me, Fly Girl Kelly, and Fly Alyssa. It's not so much what they said, but more what they implied. I let it go to my head. I should have let it slide. I know okay. uh, Alyssa yeah. lives in St. Louis, which is where you are born, right? Yeah. 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 I love St. Louis. I go there a lot, you know, for shows and other. It's right in the middle of the country. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't spend any time there. You know, I was just born there. So right, right. <laughs> so thanks for doing this. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course, I think it's very cool what you're doing. And um, thank you. Yeah, sorry I wasn't available in the evening. Just it's, uh, it's been fine. great this year. It's gotten. It seems like it's busier. You know. Really. Even though know, I have, I flew one show last weekend. Oh the, wow! Yeah. Which but, one? It was fun. It was just a little show over a lake um, just down the road from here, not far. Okay. Um, yeah, Leesburg, Florida. There's a okay. black hole just to I know see. where that's at. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So it was a little, they had a Veterans Day parade, you know, it was one of those. Just yeah. A, it was really fun, though, just to be out flying. So. Yeah. Well, I was wondering how, how you've kind of adjusted to no air shows, if you'd stayed busy, what you've been doing. Um, yeah, really busy um, with sporties, you know, with the videos and the yeah. school. So it's actually worked out really well for me to be able to get things done. And even next year, I, I don't, I don't see how shows are going to get back going right away. Yeah. I, a lot of shows are booking and I'm like, well, 
I don't. So I'm just going to take a hiatus and focus on the sporties videos and, yeah. stuff, you know, because it's, it's too iffy. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, you don't make that much money doing air shows anyway. So I need to. <laughs> the sporties thing planned before all of this or did it come like to fruition, like through all of it? It was during, um, it was a, it was sort of coincidental. I posted them last year and, uh, about it. And, um, and they liked the idea and then, but having all this time home get, you know, enabled me to sit down at my computer and really knock it out and really focus on it, which I realized that's what it takes. You know, it's, yeah. it's two or three months of just working and writing and, so and then filming it and producing it and all that stuff. So when you're, you know how it is when you're traveling, you can all you think you know you have all these visions of sitting in your hotel room working, but you never doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so I have to be here, and I have I have several more videos in the works, and so and you know how great Sporties is to work. Yeah, with. I wondered um, if it was your idea or their idea and how that that came to be, but it's cool to know that was your idea so you kind of have like a sounds like you're pretty entrepreneurial um as well yeah yeah well you have to be in this business you know really but um it was my it's been my idea for a while but I wasn't sure how to put it together and actually one of my students um uh said you know why don't you talk to sporties they'd be great I said that's a great idea so he was at uh Sun and Fun and went and talked to them just on his own and said hey would you be interested in doing this and they said yeah we're actually it's the perfect time because we're looking for content yeah, uh, I think he I forget which one he talked to that one, one of the guys that I that I work with. So, yeah, um, so it all sort of came together and then they came down and we talked. And anyway, yeah. it was it was very copacetic, you know, how it worked out. But those things usually do work that way. You know, you have this idea and then, yeah, know, sort of, you know, the universal lines. Totally. It just yeah. kind of all lined up for everybody at the right yeah. time. Yeah, so it's it's been it's been great. So that's going to be my main focus, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very ADD, so it's very hard to sit down and focus on one thing. I bet. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's a way of working. <laughs> yeah, you like to have your hand in a lot of stuff. I know with um with the fly girl stuff um with sporties, it was very similar to that. I just happened to be training there because people ask me, they're like, "How do you get your stuff in sporties?" And it's like. Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't really try that hard. It just ha happened, you know. Yeah. They were open. Yeah. To it's going well. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect and um when it started, but they've been they've been really good to me and and I I like them. You know, I got to know them from training there and a lot of the people there, and um they seem to seem to be doing they're happy with it because they're always asking for new ideas and new products for me to help them come up with. So. It's fun. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just the best people to deal yeah. with. They've been amazing. So, yeah, that's just how it works, though. You know, you just throw stuff out there and sometimes it comes, sometimes it sticks, you know, and sometimes it doesn't. And you just have to throw it out there. You got to start. That's all. Right. Hey. Yeah. 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 Well, we've got, I know you've, you've got limited time. Um, yeah. you, know, you and I have actually met, but you probably don't remember that in person. I remember meeting you at Oshkosh. Yeah. 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 Lunar, I think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She remembers me. Yay. <laughs> and uh, I, I was at the weekend too. She was at the show. and Yeah. So. That's right. She moved over there. She moved back to Florida from Vegas. So. They're in Lakeland now. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I love Lunar. She actually, I met her through my uncle, who is a pilot, and he, he was going to the air shows and met her and, and knew Jive pretty well. So that's kind of how I got to know her. But Alyssa, um, I'm sure you've seen, I've done some things with Alyssa, and she's gotten to be a really good friend of mine who's kind of new to the aviation world with me as well. And we both, you know, know who you are and really respect you and everything that you've done. I mean, you are like the pinnacle of female aviators. <laughs> like for doing it before this new age of female push, you know, and seeing yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, of course I just never thought of it as, you know, being a woman like, you know, I mean, I, I am, I'm kind of a girly girl, but I, you know, I never thought of it as being any different. And it's amazing that some of those, that a lot of those, um, especially overseas, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of that, you know, backwards thinking about it, but yeah. All right. Anyway. So do you think your your exposure, I guess because your dad was a pilot and professional pilot, you got to travel a lot and was he were you raised in a way that just made you feel like you could just kind of do whatever you wanted, whatever you were, you know, if you had a dream yeah. for it? You could. Yes and no. I mean, you know, they had it was the uh, you know, the party line was always you can do whatever you want to do, you know, blah blah blah. But when it came to wanting to be a pilot when I was a kid, it was like, oh, you can't do that. You can't be an astronaut. You can't be a pilot. But so I was right on the verge of things changing, you know, and that was, you know, in the 60s. And my sister is born nine years younger than me. And when she said she wanted to be a pilot, it was like, oh, you can be a pilot. You know, in nine years, it had changed. Yeah. Which I find really, really interesting. She flies for United. And it was great. You know, things really, really took a yeah. turn there because of women that push for it you know Emily Heller and and other women like that that got got airline jobs must have been like you I mean what is it like to be it's like what is it like to know that you are inspired so many people and so many women to feel like they can do whatever in aviation nice of you to say that you know I just feel like it's just been a stepping stone process you know you go back to like Harriet Quimby and and Mm -hmm. Coleman and Amelia, Jackie Cochran, all those men, the Wasp, and, you know, everyone did, you know, took us one step further, you know, and I didn't go into it wanting to be a role model. I mean, I just went into it because I loved airplanes, you know, from a kid, and um, it never occurred to me that I couldn't do it, you know, it just, like, you know, you just do what you want to do, you know, or you're lucky enough to be able to do what you want to do, maybe. Did you start flying because you wanted to make a career of it or? No, I didn't have any visions of any career, really. I just wanted to try everything. I want, I, I just wanted to experience life. I didn't, and I wasn't really raised to have a career. It wasn't like, you know, I was raised, my parents are pretty provincial thinking. It was more like, well, you're just going to get married, you know, and, and you should have some sort of skill in case something happens to your husband and, you know, you're going to want to have kids. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I, I really don't think I want that kind of life. And, you know, I did get married. I've been married and, and all that. But, um, you know, I didn't want a traditional life. But so, no, I just I just wanted adventure and excitement. And, and I knew I could do it. And it wasn't a career. And I know that a lot of women or, you know, men, but a lot of young women go are probably more career 
today than they were when I was, you know, college age. I think it's important, but um, so no. But my sister did. She she went into it knowing that she was going for the airlines, and there was no right. question about that, and she did it. And it was hard for her, too, because when she first started, she's um, she's even smaller than I am, and, you know, they give her the, oh, you're not tall enough. Her first interview with American, they said she wasn't tall enough, and she's mm. like, Five three. It was just an yeah. excuse, you know. The, yeah. The airplane did more adjustable the seats. But did anyway. she have an interest in doing the aerobatic stuff at all? Like like yeah, you she's fun with me, but she doesn't have a she never had a big interest in it. She's more yeah. of an airplane person. <laughs> so when you started flying, it, it seemed like you progressed pretty quickly through your writings. Did you when did you decide that you really liked the aerobatic type route in flying? Yeah, I was lucky. I was in Alaska and um and we had this amazing, well, my husband, was, I got married and met my husband around the same time I was learning to fly. So he helped me get my private. But then after that, I used the Alaska Student Loan Program, which was amazing at the time. So I got all my ratings with that. It was, um, you could borrow really enough to, I got everything up to CFI, seaplane, and even part of my helicopter rating on it. And uh, the, um, and the payback, um, the payments were 5% interest. And for every year that you stayed in Alaska, you get up to 50% forgiven. Wow. And then half back, right, at 5%. So my payments were like 200-something bucks a month. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Pretty quick, you know. So I just plowed away, and I, I said, I, did, I don't know what I want to do with this. And, and you love uh, that. Yeah, you grew up with it. Like, did you, like, when was, like, the time that you remember as a kid that you actually wanted to learn to fly? Oh, I loved it from a, probably 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, and I'd read my dad's manuals. And, you know, I think it was I think it was when I found the book um, Fate is the Hunter on his bookshelf. Yeah. And I started reading that. I was probably about 12. And I went, this is, you know, so exciting and romantic and adventurous. You know, you know I have not read that book. And so many people tell me that it's a good book. It's a classic. It's one of the classics that you should read. It's about the early days of air transport. Okay. So these were guys who were coming out of the war and getting jobs flying DC-3s and 4s and, you know, people like my dad and his contemporaries and flying in, you know, horrible conditions with very little, you know, almost no navigation equipment. I mean, they had beams and, you know, whatever, maybe some early VORs and flying low because they weren't pressurized and flying yeah. in storms. They didn't have weather reporting, you know, but they really knew how to fly. You know, there was no real loss of control. It was, it was CFIT accidents back then, you know, yeah. they didn't because the nav was so bad and they were flying in horrible weather related accidents, but <clears throat> they didn't have upset, you know, the, actually the word upset or loss of control or unusual attitude didn't exist back then, you know, maybe yeah. control, but right. Um, because they came out of the military and they knew, you know, they started flying in Stearman's right. T sixes and they learned aerobatics and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so that's what that book, you know, Ernest can writes about the, that era. So, I started it like once and I'm like, I need to get through this book. I know people say it's really good. It just, yeah, uh, it might yeah. start a little slow and, and all yeah. that, but get, you know, give it a chance just to get yeah. through it. Yeah. So I saw um, also that you, well, I know you, I mean, you do a lot of stuff, but I was reading um, that you've done some things like stunt flying and, and stuff for TV and film and 
What does that entail? What is what do you, what does that mean? Really exciting. I, I love I love movie and TV stuff. I don't do much now because I live in Florida. When I lived in the West Coast, you know, it's been a while since I moved here. Then you know, you get those jobs would come up a lot more. But yeah, I've been on a couple of movies, you know, for like a couple of months at a time. Um, the longest movie I did, I think, was Drop Zone. I was on it for a couple of months, and wow. flew, mostly Pilatus Porter, and flew some other planes in it. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I've done a lot of Discovery Channel stuff, and it's exciting. It, it's a lot easier now that the cameras are a lot smaller. Um, yeah, these huge mounts on the plane and these, you know, giant cameras. I did this one shoot for a Shell Oil commercial and the whole front seat. It was, dang, you know, it's a little risky when you're putting all this stuff in these planes. It's in a two-seat extra and the whole front seat was just filled with this, you know, camera mounts and cameras. And, and I have some pictures from that. But these are a lot easier now with GoPros and small. Yeah. You know, Sony has this amazing um, super high-resolution camera that's, you know, tiny. So... Things have changed a lot, but yeah, that's exciting. Do you do a lot of your own, um, like you film things, your classes and things like that with your students? I've seen some some of those videos. Is that something that your school does for the students? That, that well, the students usually do it, and then I say, hey, send me a clip, would you? you yeah. Know? But the students today, especially the younger ones, you know, the older ones aren't very GoPro savvy, but the young the young students, they all want to put GoPros on. And we have mounts all over the planes. Okay. Yeah. So inside, outside, wherever they want. So, you know, it's so easy these days. Yeah. yeah so we're like, yeah, go for it. And if I it's have never even thought of that. And I mean, like in my training, I think that would be, especially like tailwheel to see like the underside to see. I think it is helpful. Outside of the airplane and what it looks like outside. Because in helicopter, like, you know, you think you're so like going crazy and it's like, no, you actually had it the whole time. You were fine. But yeah. I mean, to have had those, it would have been really great. But I'm, well, I'm not they use them for they, they I'm sorry to interrupt you, they, okay. but they do use them. I'm not like this young person, but I'm like, man, I really should like utilize that. But I also don't want people to criticize everything that I do in the cockpit. So it's It's super common that they, everybody brings a GoPro and, you know, mini dip micro discs. And, and we have a mount that we just keep in the back of our super decathlon and it's in the back seat. So usually the students in the front seat and it's super wide angle and they use it for training. They go back and review it and it's really helpful. So it's very common to do it. So don't think anything of it. You can get these mounts that have a suction cup on them. And uh, that just hook onto a window. You can't do it with everything. Sometimes a helicopter might be hard, but um, but there's usually a place you can do, it, especially in a tail dragger. And it's very common to do that. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't think twice about it. And and a lot of them really use it for to to review and go go back, and you know it really helps them. So, yeah. So yeah, definitely and encourage that. It's an amazing tool. Totally. I didn't have any of that. So. Going yeah. back to when you started doing like aerobatic training and things, what did you go to for practicing or did you just, you know, go up with somebody and try things or like, no, what? I took less, I took a course, you know, I went to a contest and I went to an air show and, and, uh, you know, I told my husband, I said, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to be an airline pilot. And, 
you know, what I really want to do is aerobatics. And I, I couldn't find anybody to teach me. And we went to a contest, went to a show. We flew, we had a 185. We flew it down from Alaska and flew around for a couple of weeks. And, and I was just like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I can do that. And that this takes everything I love to do, you know, airplanes, travel, excitement, roller coasters. Adventure, yeah, all that. It puts it into one thing, and, and I could I could be good at that. And and right about that time, a, a woman named Darlene Dubay started teaching. She had a 150-horse decathlon and so, uh, in Alaska. So I took a 10-hour course with her, and my husband gave me that as a gift. And uh, so that's how I got started. And then... And then I started training with Dwayne Cole a little bit. And then we bought a Super Decathlon, and that's how I got started. I just went up and practiced. And there were a couple of people up there. A friend of my dad's um, was a good aerobatic pilot. He taught. He worked with me, and I just I would just go to the best people I could find, you know, and ask them for help. And people are always happy to help you. You being a female, was it still you were still able to get help? Yeah, people want to see you're interested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was a really nice group of aerobatic pilots in Alaska at the time, and uh, just a small group. And they'd all go fly together and do some little air shows and a couple of guys. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, I mean, I got a little, when I first started going to, down to the States and flying contests, I got a little like, oh, it's so cute, this girl. You know, and then they see that you're serious and, you know. And good. And they're like, well, wow, she's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't amazing to start with, but, right. know, but they see right. that you're serious and that you want to do it and that you're gung-ho about it. And, you know, yeah. you push through that. And, and you find that most of the guys are really supportive. You know, I would have guys come up to me and go, you know, we know you're serious. We know you can do really well. And, then, you know, just yeah. I know it's a little bit different, but how would they, because it's expensive to fly, to get in the air show circuit, mm-hmm. um, getting paid and making money in air shows, I can't imagine need to do, because you yeah. got to be one of the top people, really. So how do they, how would they do it? How would they get involved and start doing that? So, you know, we all start start somewhere i mean i started in a decathlon flying really high at an air show and i got paid 300 dollars for my first show in fact i was going through some old albums the other day and i found the letter saying here's your 300 dollars <laughs> and i'm a big believer that you should charge for every air show pretty much you know yeah there are exceptions but you know and you don't have to charge a lot and you know, of course, there's first you have to learn how to do aerobatics, and uh, the best way is through competition. And a lot of people start off going, well, I don't know what I want to do, but I'll do some contests. And then they start flying a little bit lower, and then they're like, oh, you know, somebody asked them to do a show. And one thing leads to another, and you just start step by step. And there's no shortcuts at all. You know, some people think there are, and they're I'm going to – you know, they start, I'm going to be a big airship pilot. I'm like, well, first you got to learn how to do this stuff. Especially, I think, yeah, really amazing aerobatic pilots, but they're not in the air show. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that just compete. Right. They're just for yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 It's nice to have a goal and, and set a yeah. mission. You know, it's, I'm kind of goal oriented. I think most pilots are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to fly a contest. Like when I first started, I said to my husband, I said, well, okay, now I have this decathlon and I've been practicing and I really like it. But in, and now I sort of have to put my money where my mouth is. Right. You know, right. Like I said, I want to compete and do a show. Now I'm scared to death. And what should I do? What if I don't like it? And he goes, well, don't worry about it. He gave me the best advice. He said, just fly one contest 
and fly one air show. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. There's nobody forcing you. True. Okay, that's a good idea. So I flew one of each and and then kept going, you know. So you just, again, it's just a matter of getting started. And if you don't like it, so what? Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of things we try in life, right? I mean, you got to go out and try stuff like, you know, whether it's skiing or skateboarding or anything. When you started, like, you really had to build up your tolerance because – I thought, oh, I love aerobatics. I, you know, got to fly in the T6 with Aeroshell at Sun and Fun, I believe. Yeah. And it was awesome. But I was like, this is great. I want to do it. And then I actually took some lessons and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, decathlon. Yeah, perfect. It's physical. It's very physical. Yeah, that's what I like about it. But yeah, yeah, it's physically demanding. And I always tell people, look, you're going to sleep better than you've ever slept. Yeah. Yeah. And you really do, you know, sleep well. Just like getting your head in it and doing, doing these things. But I, I think one of the reasons I love being a pilot and flying is I have the control. And so when I'm flying, a you know doing training like I'm fine it's when someone's showing me something repeatedly and I'm just like not at the controls like I'm I'm a little bit hot thinking about it right now someone else being well you you need really you have to have an instructor that you trust a hundred percent you know that's in a good airplane and once you get past that you sort of have to surrender and just say I trust this person I put myself in this situation and I'm going to let go of that control right now because, you know, you have to sort of like being on an airliner, you have to let go. Yeah. You know, you can't sit back there and think of all the things that can happen. You got to, you got to have faith somewhere, you know, along the line that the pilot knows what they're doing. And if you don't, you can't get past that. You got to find somebody else to fly with, you know, but if you surrender to it, you know, if, if you're in a good situation with the right instructor and plane and you surrender to it, it's, it's just a learning thing. You know, it's like being in kindergarten, you know, you got to trust the teacher and then it's not for everybody, of course, but you know, you can, you can move up to first grade and high school and so on all that, but it's good to take lessons and get that out of the way. Totally, yeah. So when you started your, your school, how did that all come about? Where did you, did you always know you wanted to do that or this point? Oh no, that's funny you know, because we're talking about just getting started, right? Yeah. It seems to be like the theme this morning. No, you know, for years, people have been saying, when are you going to do a school? I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it just seems like so much work, no money in it. And do I really want to, you know, I I wasn't ready for a long time either. And it was one of those things coming together, kind of like the sporties thing or like you were talking about earlier, that there was an office space here at the airport, which is at Southeast Aero, the extra dealer that had been empty forever and really nice office space where, where we are in um, several rooms and a class, you know, room enough for a classroom and our supply room and my office and a lounge and a little kitchen. And, and I'm like, wow, excuse me. I went over there one day and, and saw this empty space. And right at that time, an old friend of mine had an extra that he was going to sell and said, Hey, why don't you take this extra and just fly it for a while and do, you know, some training in it. And I'm like, what? And then a student from Italy was contacting me and saying, I want to come and train with you. I want to get into competition. 
And I'm like, well, maybe. And it was like all these things at once. And I was sort of in between. Uh, I wasn't firefighting and I wasn't, you know, I don't know. I was just in between stuff looking, looking at what I was going to do. And, and I just said, I'm going to, so I went and talked to them at Southeast said, Hey, you know, I think I, I'd like to try this. What do you think? And they're like, okay. I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. All I see is the forest. I don't have the trees figured out. You know, I don't, you know, I've run my own business for a long time, so I think I can do it, but I have no idea how it's going to go. And I just started. Uh, I got another instructor to help me and, you know, one thing led to another and, and, um, it didn't, you know, I had to figure out how I was going to do the bookkeeping and the scheduling and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. I like doing that stuff. And it's it's turned out really well. I, it, You know, I think, again, when you get started and you put the vibe out there, you sort of bring the right people into mm-hmm. you and things start coming more into focus. And But I had no idea where it was going to go. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the things, you know, you're talking about starting things. I think because I started flying later, and one of the things I'm really like want to encourage women, if there's something that you're really interested in, you may not know exactly how it's all going to pan out, but no idea. Yeah. Go for it. You know, if yeah. you pursue that interest and see where it goes, be open to different directions. You don't know. Yeah. And even if you have everything planned out in your life, how often does that go? Like, not often. <laughs> I mean, never. Does it ever go? Right. How boring would that be? Right. No, I mean, you can't sit in a cubicle with a pocket protector your whole life unless you, you know, unless you're that way. But most of us aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people that are always like, oh, you know, oh, are you going to be a commercial pilot or are you going to, you know, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, I love flying. Like I found it one day. I got my license and now I'm here. And it's been three years almost. And, you know, I work with Hooker Harness and I do that. But I mean, I'm I'm loving what I'm doing right now. And if I made it my career, maybe I wouldn't love it as much. And I just maybe maybe you would. Who knows? It's just like I love your free spirit about it, that it's just you know, you kind of take it as it comes. And yeah. I mean, I don't think you should just go, you know, everything to the wind and just like, blah, blah, blah. but you know, you need something of a plan, but, yeah, a you know, but aviation is, the, is probably more than anything that you'll ever do will give you more opportunities than anything else. The yeah. people you meet and the, the, just the different directions you can take it is what's so amazing to me. And, and, you know, the fact that you can go sit around at a, you know, say a place like Oshkosh with 10 people and they all do totally different things in aviation. Yeah. And you don't even know what's available to you, you know. And it, that's the coolest thing about the podcast is we've met so many different people and I've learned about the WASP and yeah. there's so many things I had no idea about just coming into this three years ago that I'm like, how did it's I not amazing, know that? And it's only like 100 years old, right? That's the other right. thing. Aviation's so young. It's it's amazing. It's uh, it's given me so many opportunities for travel around the world and people that I know around the world. And it's all because of aviation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that you had done some uh, flying, I guess, in Kenya. And I thought, so out of, is it possible for you to say out of all the kinds of experiences you've had, what um, were some of your favorites or what are some of the things that have really uh, influenced your life or, or 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I've flown a lot in Alaska. Um, I was lucky enough to start there. But I love flying in Kenya. I've been there a number of times. and I, I work with the Kenya Wildlife Service pilots. And I've been there, really their chief um, trainer for since 2001. So we were there last year. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to go this coming year with the COVID thing. Yeah. Probably not until late in the year or the next year. But but it's that's been really rewarding. And I've gotten to see most of Kenya, flown all over Kenya and seen. Wow. You know, when you see animals in the wild like that, you just, I don't know if either one of you have been to Africa or been on a safari. Yeah. But it's like when you first go, it's like you just start laughing because it's like, you can't, it's like Disneyland, you know, you think, okay, come on, this isn't real, you know, bring yeah. out, okay, bring out the elephants, okay, here come the giraffes, you know, you feel like somebody's behind the scenes. <laughs> like it's, it's a zoo and you're like. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah, it's just beautiful, I love, the people in Kenya are really beautiful and just very gentle, nice people, pilots are great, um, It's it's been an amazing experience, so. Well, have you flown? So I, I'm sure I've, and I've heard the United States has like the best. We have a lot of opportunities in aviation here as far as oh, yeah. travel. Is it definitely that way? No, You've seen no question. I have flown all over the world. And I can tell you that there's nowhere in the world that has the freedom that we have. You know, when I tell people that I can fly from Florida to California and never talk to anybody on the radio and never file a flight plan. <laughs> I can't believe it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'll talk to, you know, if I have to go to a tower airport, of course, I'm going to talk to somebody and occasionally I'll get flight following, but but I don't have to. Um, even in Canada, you don't have that freedom. It's just, yeah, it's something we really have to promote, let people know so that we don't lose it because you lose one little bit of it and it never comes back. It's really hard to get it back. Yeah. But this is, the people from all over the world want to fly in the States because of it. Yeah. You know, the freedom we have there's no other place like it and i'm, I'm afraid we're going to lose it if we're not careful yeah yeah I, I don't think people realize uh how easy it is for us to get around and, and own airplanes you know i hear they're so expensive to to really own and maintain in other places yeah, share a plane you know it doesn't have to be that expensive you can buy a champ and have a lot of fun yeah you know yeah. you can find somebody to partner with i have a partner in my airplane in my get around plane yeah it's wonderful you know it makes it so easy right so you get to travel a lot for fun and not necessarily for work yeah yeah i mean i fly myself everywhere especially yeah. now with covid i've been on a commercial flight and i don't plan to for the foreseeable future but i don't have to yeah um, so yeah yeah once you have your own plane you have more freedom everybody mm -hmm. it's it's uh and I, I don't, you know, when you think about the expense, I mean, how many people out there have $60,000 cars? A lot of people do, mm -hmm. right? Well, so you can get a pretty good plane for $60,000. Right. You know, or you spend a little more, you can get an amazing plane for $100,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have an RV like you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I flew to New York a couple of weeks ago for a couple of days in New York City. And um, we landed in Caldwell and uh took a car you know got a car in and once one fuel stop four and a half hours of flying time made a little headwind but it wasn't that much yeah you know yeah. it was not it was so amazing. Like, what yeah, yeah that's so amazing we can be in one place and then just a few hours later totally two hours later we're in new york city yeah yeah yeah, yeah. One fuel stop 
Yeah. <laughs> and burning very little gas, right? Right. right. I'm sitting over here jealous that you guys are so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> but even if, even with the slower plane, even like a 182 or something like that, it's still not, you know, maybe six hours. It's still yeah. nothing. But yeah. it's still not, it's not necessarily how quick you can get there for me. It's just like all right. the cool little places that you can stop and see in the view is just different. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've flown a lot of airplanes. What would be some of your favorite, most memorable or airplanes that are flights? Oh, I love flying the extra, you know, I mean, I, I have flown a lot of planes, but when I get back in the extra, you're like, this is the plane. I mean, it can do anything you can think of. It's super strong, very honest. You know, there's really nothing like it. I've flown the T6, the old T6, but yeah. the newer one too. They're both, I, I love the newer turboprop, you know, Texan 2 and the Tucano. They're a big competitor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've flown some Warbirds. Flying the Mustang is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just, just that engine, the Merlin engine is like nothing like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I asked Scott Crossfield once a long time ago. It was kind of a stupid question, actually, but I said, <laughs> You've flown all these planes. What's your favorite? Not that what you said was a stupid question, but it, the way I put it to him, I think, was it, it was just kind of lame. I was just trying to make conversation, you know, and, and he goes, you know, I always say it's the one I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really is. So I don't know if that's true for me, the one I'm in, because there are much more exciting planes to fly. Of course. Well, the pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, the extra's amazing. Have you seen <laughs> Have you flown one yet, Natalie? I have not, no. You can fly one, both of you guys. It's yeah. so gorgeous. It's such a cool plane. Um, when you get in it, are you, I mean, there are ever times or any maneuvers that you're really frightened and scared to, to do something? No, never. I mean, everything you do in aerobatics, you start up high and you learn how to do it. And then you, you know, before I fly low, I don't do anything low that I'm not sure of. But no, there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, the worst... People ask me, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I'm like, yeah, you get in a spin, you know, big deal. You know, yeah. you know, you learn how to recover from spins pretty early on. Yeah. In bag training. And um, no, and the plane's very strong. You know, it has a it has a one piece wing and with two giant box bars in it. I mean, super strong. The construction is beautiful. Uh, you know, I've never felt worried about the equipment. You should never fly equipment that you're worried about anyway. I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to go up there and wonder if the plane's going to break. Renee has one of your old extras, I believe. Yeah, um, she does. My first extra. And so um, I jumped in that a couple months ago. I flew over. They're good friends of mine and jumped in. And she's tiny. So, of course, I was. Yeah, really <laughs> but, I mean, it was just like, this feels so comfortable. And mm-hmm. it's kind of one with the extra, you know. It's very much so, yeah. That you feel like you are one with that airplane. And you need to when you're doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you think most of your time is like in your logbook is mostly extra or what do you think you have the most of? I've got a lot of extra time. um, But I, you know, I've flown so much to air shows like in Barron's, you know, stuff like that. You know, for a long time I had, I was doing so many shows. I had to have ferry pilot fly my plane and I'd be in the Barron. That's the job I want right there. Very <laughs> Oh, Patty's playing. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, Patty did a show over this little town today. And and you'll be like, 
Wait, I wasn't there. That was my very pilot. <laughs> I know everybody thinks it's you, you know, I'm like, just wave and be nice because, you know. But right. yeah, you know, once air shows get going again, Natalie, if you want to be a ferry pilot, maybe I can help you find. That'd be awesome. I do want to thank you. I know you've had, you know, you, your experience and I do want to thank you for your help with some questions that I had recently. You've been very helpful to Fly Girl and supportive and I appreciate oh, you sharing things and, um, you know, resharing things that I, that I post and you're very encouraging to, to, to me and to other women about getting out there and flying. And I love how you just show your personality, you know, on social media, I know kind of what you're like and you're just a real kind of person, you know, that people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important that women support each other because we're outnumbered, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, so we really have to. And, you know, I, I gave this talk to um, the big company recently and, they had very few women. I was really surprised because it's a real progressive company. And they said, well, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you, uh, it was a virtual kind of lunchtime thing and talk. And anyway, you know, what, what would you say to other women? I'm like, you know, they're in a, in a company of like 1500, they only had 60 women. Mm-hmm. And one of them are, I, I won't mention them, but right now, but it was one of the more progressive kind of space companies out there. And I said, I don't, you know, whether you like each other or not, you know, you get a group of 60 people, not everybody's going to be in love with each other. And I said, but support each other and have a united front, even if, you know, it's like in the air show business, have a united front with the other women there. And we all like, we do like each other, you know, but even if you don't, don't let, don't let somebody see a chink in that, in that or a weakness there, because it's really important that we support each other, you know? So and yeah. a big thing with aviation is like I feel like they're my unspoken group of friends without even having met them. And yeah, you know, it's not about whose name it is or you know, it's like super cool to talk to you, but I know like going in and talking to you, you're just a normal human and oh, yeah. that you're gonna be down to earth and we can talk airplanes and be totally cool. Absolutely. And- yeah, I don't feel any different than I did when I first started, you know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's important. So, yeah, I agree. Well, um, I don't know if you want to talk about anything else, Alyssa. This was kind of, I have a notes here and I think we talked about everything I want to talk about. <laughs> I liked focusing on the starting stuff and I like that yeah. message of just, you know, just get started. Who knows where it's going to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And one of these days, I'm going to get down there and do do one of your um, classes. I think, yeah, I think it'd be good. Yeah, and fly, you know, fly your plane down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. You know, so yeah, just come down. You know, come down for a couple of days. It's a nice little town, anyway. I and, was born in Jacksonville. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, my dad was in the oh. Navy. Really? So yeah. you know the area then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know it pretty well. It's been a while since I've been there, but I do. I love Florida. There's so many good flying opportunities there. So many it's a airports. Great flying state, it really. Yeah, is. it's probably yeah. the best flying state for just yeah. weather and so many airports. And yeah, definitely. Things yeah. are really weird right now, but I know. But it's uh, hopefully it's, it's going to get better. Hopefully, better. I don't know. Florida's so. Uh, you know, they, it, it's kind of scary for Like I live downtown. I live right downtown. And uh, to, to walk downtown is really, you're taking your life. Mm-hmm. Cause people aren't wearing masks at all. And, 
I mean, some people are, but very few. You know, yeah. the restaurants are, but we don't go to restaurants. We just do takeout, which is great because there's all kinds of great takeout. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But at, if I go out, if I if I have to walk into town, I usually ride my bicycle and I'm careful because, it's you know, yeah. so things will hopefully get better in the next, you know. I hope so. Uh, maybe something like that. But Everything. what do you think the air show season is going to be like? I think, um, you know, shows are starting to book for next year, but I, I can't see how it's not going to be any different for six months. We're not going to have a vaccine till mm-hmm. in the year where everybody gets it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've done some of these drive-in shows that have been really popular. People yeah. tailgate and apparently that's going really well, but I don't know that every venue, you know, can do that. Right. So, what do you think? I, I talked to Nathan Hammond the other day and we were talking about training and air show pilots keeping up with their training. And I think, you know, going into the next air show season, everybody's going to be really practicing, you know, really on point. Yeah. Do you think they will kind of slack off in the middle of it? And I mean, I, I worry for safety purposes, just not being training like for shows as frequent that. I think, um, yeah, I think people probably haven't trained quite as much, but, you know, most of the time when you get to this level, you have that skill. So it's not going to be, you're not starting from ground zero. Also, the airshow business has an ACE program. So everybody has to get evaluated every year. So that's something that you have. I just got evaluated the other day and I had somebody come watch me fly. And if they had seen something, they would say it. Um, And there are a couple of practice events coming up where instead of air shows, they're just going to do a training session and just bring in air show pilots, have other air show pilots. They're watching them. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're, um, we're trying to mitigate that kind of thing. And I think most people are pretty, you know, that we like to fly. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and 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 what they've done with the competition is they've had some practice days. They're doing one in Sebring where they normally have a practice uh, contest, but they're not going to have that. They're just going to have a practice. Mm-hmm. People can come in and get in the box and have other people watch them and stuff. So I think they're finding ways to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been yeah. almost uh, fifty minutes, so I don't want to keep you any longer. I appreciate um, it. Really appreciate you getting up early and getting on here. And- yeah. Thanks, Alyssa. You, you're the one that got up early. That's yeah. a, I enjoyed it. And yeah. and she looks amazing, doesn't she? I know. <laughs> good, really good lighting. That's the other thing I've been struggling with, all these Zoom calls. <laughs> to figure I had, it out. To get, I had a, uh, a ring light, so my living room is kind of dim and dark, so I have like a little... That's a good idea. Yeah, it helps to yeah. brighten things. So, yeah. but it's great to talk to you guys. Thank you. I really enjoyed it a lot. And thanks for Thank you. you know accommodating me and my time and all that stuff. So, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention Amy real quick before we get off. Amy Spower has become yeah. a good friend of mine. She yeah. lives right up the road for me. I oh, she never until recently. She's a hoot. I enjoy I, her. She's doing a great job for. Yeah. For National Aviation Hall of Fame. She's doing yeah. amazing. I mean, she's just what they need, the kind of energy and, and enthusiasm. So yeah. I love what she's doing. I hope she's... She's like a little kid. She's so and, energetic and so fun. I really yeah. like her. So you yeah. guys can come down together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Have you taken her up in the plane? Does she do... No. Oh. I mean, I'm sure I would love to, you yeah. know. 
she came down, she was down here in the spring and it was right in the middle of the COVID thing. And we our, our school was closed and, but maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It'd be fun. I need to get her up and do some, some rolls and loops and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, have a good rest of the day. Thank Bye you so guys. much. Thanks. And good luck with your flying. I'll talk to you both soon. I hope. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Cockpits and Cocktails with your hosts Natalie Flygirl Kelly and Fly Alyssa. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for a lively discussion on aviation, aerospace, the air travel industry, and all things flight related. Aerospace and the air travel industry. Let it go to my head, I should let it